0: Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, change, is it bad? Let's find out. So it it turns out that we actually have a a pretty good problem here, which is we receive a lot of prompts from you guys, which, which is great. Like, we love to hear from you. We love to get all of these prompts, but... We ran the numbers and recognized that if we continue on with our current schedule as it is, we are done for the rest of the year. And obviously, we want to make sure that we can get in more interviews, more one shots, all that good stuff. So from here on out, what we're going to be doing is if you are a non-patron member of our community, we're going to do a full one shot episode of your prompt And and don't worry, we're going to be still doing all of the same stuff that we've done before. We're going to be doing Tenets, The Twist, and The Faction. It's just going to be a little bit more truncated with this version. Uh, We're going to be doing things a little bit differently. And uh, as an additional benefit for our patrons, they'll continue to get two episodes out of their prompts. If you have some strong feelings about this one way or the other please let us know either by emailing us, tweeting at us, or going to our Discord. And uh, you know where to find those at this point. Oh, wait, you don't? Cool. I got you. Don't worry about it. If you want to tweet at us, you can go to our social media at Let's World Build on Twitter. If you want to come in our Discord, there's a link for that in the description. Come chat with us. Let us know what you think about this change. And if you want a two-part episode or you're just feeling particularly generous, don't worry, you can go to our Patreon with a link for that in the description. If you are one of the many new people who are sending us prompts, you already know to go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, click on the link and follow the instructions. And in a much more reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. And uh, with all of that kind of housekeeping out of the way, we can dive right into our newest settings which comes from a, uh, a relatively long-time listener, Narogi, uh, been around for quite a bit, and their prompt sounds like this. There are many planets with intelligent life in the cosmos. There's also a vast immaterial psychic subspace which connects all the minds on these planets. Some awakened individuals can, through intense mental training or lucky neurology, tap into this mind space and bend it to their will. They can astrally project and reincarnate at will. Their groups compete with each other for the domination of planets with the use of infiltration, propaganda, amassing knowledge, and elaborate plans spanning generations. What does such a never-ending interplanetary spy game look like, and what are their motivations? Next, we have the Tenets. The awakened can only manipulate the mind and perception, so no pyrokinesis and teleportation, but telepathy, illusions, and mind reading are all fair game. Number two, you cannot possess an intelligent being if they are unwilling, but you can dominate them over time if they have, quote unquote, let you in already. Uh, Number three. No faster than light travel is possible, but awakened minds can instantly connect to any distance and near light speed is not impossible. So, Nirogi, thank you so much for your prompt and thank you for being our guinea pig for this first one shot kind of format. Now, uh, let's see, who's more relatively? Daniel, why don't you get us started off here? What is your first tenet with this particular setting?
1: I'd like to make a comment with regard to the the light speed stuff, though, first. H- how do you feel this? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> because this is demonstrably... This is, okay.
0: This is the part in the podcast where you're going to see the analytics where people click ahead 15 or 30 seconds. Well, uh,
1: if they care about science fiction, that's not the case. So <laughs> here's the problem. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a science fiction setting, but the, there's a slight uh, incongruity in the premise, and I, I, I can resolve what it's probably saying, but... The fact that this um, psychical group is able to communicate instantaneously is faster than light communication. So, unless there, I I guess the assumption is that only these groups can do that, because um, whether you have a spaceship traveling at the fast of light or someone thinking at the faster than the fast of light, you've still violated causality. That's just my only comment there.
0: So it, it says it says no faster than light travel is possible.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Traveling and communicating, it doesn't matter. They both create, um, whether you can do either one, you're both violating causality. Right. It's
2: still like your brain waves have to move faster Mm -hmm. than light to to get across the galaxy or whatever.
0: Okay. I can stop doing my air jerk off motion now and we can continue on. Well,
1: what I'm assuming then is what this, what this tenant is restricting us to is not creating spaceships, not um, having like, you know, massive things move rather than it's just really the mind that can do that.
0: Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's my, that's my, that my only comment
1: there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And for some reason, we'll have to also consider that means for some reason we aren't able to use those abilities to create spaceships that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my tenet, <laughs> <is> simply, <laughs> my tenet is simply that there is a counterintelligence bureau that is devoted to stopping these psychics. Um, And the way they work is they haven't, um, they can't obviously um, communicate faster than light, but what they can do is communicate backwards in time with, with something called a tachyonic (laughs) anti-telephone. And a (laughs) tachyonic anti-telephone is, is a particle that always travels faster than light. And in fact, it travels backwards in time. So they, they predict the behaviors of these psychics and they try to prevent them from carrying out their machinations.
0: Daniel, I love you so much. Like, I, I, yes. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate our friendship all the time. Um, but, man, you're a fucking nerd sometimes, I swear. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Just saying.
0: No, that's fine. No, 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 that's fine. I got my history shit. You got your sci-fi mm-hmm. shit. Like, that's, yep. that's totally fine. It's yep. It, yep. You know, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, all right. So in I, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, mm, but amazing. my question is, right, Um, how does this particular agency not get hacked immediately and like, or infiltrated immediately and like given bad information from the
1: future? I think, um, they will probably, there's intense trust, but I also imagine that their technology either is derived from or relies on the way that psychics work. Mm,
0: Okay. So you're suggesting that there are psychics who are in charge of this agency as well. Or work with them. I
1: feel like, I have a feeling that they're very anti-psychic, but they probably have some psychics that work with them or are part of their organization.
0: Gotcha. Or or maybe they're being used against their will or something like that. Yes, Mm. maybe that. Yes, totally possible.
2: understood. I'm getting vibes from um, Rosewater by Tade Thompson.
0: Mm Oh,
2: okay. Which in that, uh, trying to remember the kind of a broad overview, but basically there's like an alien entity life form that comes to Earth and certain individuals kind of get a power that sort of allows them to enter like a, a different space, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and part of a defense against that is um, basically rubbing an antifungal cream on themselves because what creates the, the power, what creates like the links between people is this sort of alien fungus growth. So simply mm-hmm. by using like a balm, they're able to evade so maybe it's similar here where um actually one of one of my tenets was going to be that it was like a the the psychic subspace is the result of like an invisible growth that stems from like an entity at the center of the universe Hmm. so maybe um the way that they block it is akin to that antifungal where this is like a, a fungus growth or some sort of growth that they've figured out like a simple cream or medication can prevent, uh, can prevent it in people.
1: Uh, Maybe the growth all... grows backwards in time.
2: Mm. Oh,
0: that's kind of cool. Growth through time.
2: Yeah, actually. Uh, first uh, of
0: all, oh, hold on. Uh, but before we continue, uh, I just want to suggest, like, that was a masterful segue, Courtney. Like, great job on that segue <laughs> to your thank, tenant. Like, excellent, you. Chef's Chris for sure. Yeah. Thank.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, to fully go through my tenant then so that was like kind of part one of it but then oh boy my you're part, cheating
0: like me your tenants have parts I, this is <laughs> bullshit
2: my part b to that was that something has happened to cause this entity to start dying or warping so maybe it has to do with whatever the the tachyonic stuff is that's kind of going back in time maybe it's fucking with the entity oh. um in unexpected ways so it's changing things uh unintentionally i
1: like that yeah so there's two things at play there's this fungal growth in the universe and then this technology has been developed
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and they're yeah. Working each
0: other. interesting
1: very interesting
0: yeah I, I i also like the idea of a simple solution for like a new problem mm-hmm. you know like j- just this idea that you can basically like th- this to me sounds a lot like okay you just Actually wearing the tinfoil hat works. Like it just completely <laughs> it negates those psychic powers, you know.
2: So tinfoil hat infused with the tachyonic whatever's y- yeah, something like mm. that. Um,
0: oh, 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 of course I also like the idea that there is an entire information campaign that is uh, you know, these are the ways that you can prevent psychic infiltration mm. and then mm-hmm. they're all, you know, bunk made by the psychics themselves. <laughs>
1: I imagine like the, I'm seeing two two separate things. I'm seeing like there are messages sent from the future to the past to give like to give intelligence in order to, to act on. But it seems like the means for the for the people to work in the moment and deal with the the information I see that they've been given is to use this fungal stuff to protect themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Like the
1: special agents mm-hmm. need to use this stuff and acting on the information given to them from the future. Mm. yeah
0: can we not do an antifungal thing and inst- can we do something else instead because oh, yeah. i don't want to
1: too much from toddy thompson you know sure, yeah sure.
2: yeah could be anything i think
1: or whatever it is i like the idea of the growth you know in mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah like maybe it's an antibacterial or
1: <gasps> could it be like a, a virus that they give themselves you know
2: Ooh, oh i yeah,
0: like that a lot
2: cool. actually uh, maybe it's like started to mutate because of mm-hmm. the yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I like the idea of purposefully infecting yourself with a specific disease to make sure that you can't,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, no, that works really well. That's dope. Yeah, I like that
2: That's very cool because it
0: shows dedication to the cause, like a serious yeah. dedication.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I don't really have a, a masterful segue like Courtney did. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to knock Go out it. my tenant now. Um, similarly, it's a two-parter and um, number one, I want a, a serious emphasis on spy craft and political maneuverings in the setting. I know that that's kind of already implied with, um, with the tenets and with the setting itself, but I wanted to make sure that that is absolutely our direct focus. This isn't going to be like, Hey, these psychic things happen. And also we're going to be focusing over here. It's like, no, when we're talking about the setting, I want it to be like, we are directly talking about the spy systems that are in place here. Cause I think that'd be really fun and cool. Um, and part B, uh, to that is I, I wanted to kind of play with how the powers work and-, and to give a reason as to why these psychics are kind of working in the background and working in part of like whisper networks and stuff like that. Uh, and I decided that the reason that this is, is because the more people who know about your powers make you less effective. And I don't mm. have a direct reason as to why that is, but I just thought it would be a cool kind of like caveat to the power system that we have in play. So if you're outed as a psychic on TV or something like that, and yeah. if your enemies know about you and and like, you know, an effective system kind of gets work, like you're basically powerless at that point. You are drained mm. of power. Once you are found out as a psychic and, and exposed.
2: Interesting. I wonder, yeah, if it has something to do with the, the virus or the antivirus or what have you, like something about your your footprint in that space gets changed the more that people know about you or something to that effect. I'm not really 100% sure, but I like that idea definitely.
1: I mean, going off what you're saying, it might have something to do with subjective awareness. Like maybe um, their powers are dampened when other people's awareness is placed on them. So like so the, the the prompt mentions like illusory abilities essentially. Mm. So like maybe like the way that psychics function I imagine is they project some kind of subjectivity of others that forces their reality to change or their perception of their reality. So maybe if they're aware of that and there's a lot of people aware of it that influence is weakened like mm-hmm. because it's it's counteracted mm-hmm. by other people's beliefs. So if if you're if you're using your psychic power to make someone believe that there's a penguin in front of them, right? And you're projecting it at them. You only have them to contend with. But when like 15 other people are looking at you, their reality is subverted by yours because you're alone now.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm also kind of seeing like parallels to our real world, quote unquote, psychics, you know, where it's like someone like Yuri Geller who had the ability to <laughs> bend spoons and then was exposed entirely but then enough people kind of, he like laid low and then enough people kind of forgot about mm-hmm. him being completely exposed and being a fraud. And he, like, he came back and he's like having this resurgence again since the amazing Randy died. And it's like, this is, it's so wild that you can just wait out your scam,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's how magicians work too. Like, exactly, they, their awareness of their trick diminishes its power, you know? Exactly mm-hmm. right, yeah.
0: Unless, of course, there's a meta thing where it's like, that's not actually the trick that they're trying to pull off. The trick is actually elsewhere, but that's whole part of the, mm. that's an entirely different thing anyway.
1: But yes, I don't want to lose sight of what Courtney said about the virus though. I, hope yes. I want that's a factor in there too, somehow, because the virus is being injected in non-psychics to protect themselves. Right. Mm. Right. So how does that work with this function mm-hmm. of psychic power? Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so like, well, let's, let's break it apart. So the, the virus makes them impenetrable to psychic influence, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's some kind of entity that's in space. So it's psychical too. Does it like increase their awareness then? Uh, like, are they hyper aware the, when they're on this virus? Like is a, a spy, suddenly like their senses are heightened and that's why they can detect psionic intrusion. Hmm.
0: Um, I, I don't want to make it just midichlorians because we're already like kind of toe in that line, I feel, but like, it might just be that it might just be I mean, that, like drugs,
1: right? Yeah. Like, well, like, no, it's, you, you kind of like, like hyper aware, yeah, and then like suddenly, like maybe because you're hyperaware, it's like as if ten people were standing there with a psychic looking at him, but you're just one person with that's like hopped up on this.
2: So, like, amplifies your five G signals. So you're yes, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: okay, 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 okay. Hold on. So this this kind of like. <laughs> God damn it, Courtney. Um, So this kind of like antibody that you inject in yourself, I like the idea that it also makes you immune or at least like dampened to the psychic's ability. So I imagine that these psychics are kind of aware of other people, you know, like on a mental level. Right. But if you had these antibodies in your system, then they can get the drop on these psychics really easily you know, like there's, oh, where did you come from? You know, and it's like, oh, it, there's like this kind of tension that's inherently built into that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I like what we've got going on here because what, we've, mm-hmm. what we're what we doing already with these tenets is we're creating a cat and mouse game. And that's like kind of the best part of most spy thrillers to me. Like yeah, I've never really yeah. been a big James Bond fan, but I love the other aspects of, of spycraft, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like you have to crack codes and infiltrate and do like that's the more interesting thing to me rather than like the punch kick you know like uh fuck gamble style of (laughs) spycraft that james Mm -hmm. bond represents
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so actually to to branch off of that and to go into like the breaking the code thing my other tenet has to do with uh communication and it's that individuals who have been like psychically awakened can communicate as stated in the prompt, but they won't necessarily understand each other unless they know each other's languages. Mm. So you might be able to glean that like some far off alien is upset about something through psychic empathy, but you have no idea like what any of the words actually mean. And in order to get help translating, you'll have to like somehow phonetically transcribe what they're thinking. Um, and even then, you might be the first person in your group who's ever like heard this language before. So I imagine that it would be often ideal to communicate through imagined visuals, um, which still have plenty of barriers to face. Um, and then, of course, there are like the implications of having completely alien thoughts in your head, like being exposed to alien ways of thinking. Um, a great example of that is the movie Arrival and the short story that it's based off of, Story of Your Life by mm-hmm. Ted Chiang, yeah. where a linguist deciphers the language of aliens visiting Earth. And as a result, she experiences stuff very differently after that.
0: I love what you're doing here with communication, because I feel like that is very often something that is um, overlooked when it comes to the importance of information and reconnaissance and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I know that we've had movies about it, you know, in the world war II genre, but it's like, that is, you know, like 70 years after the fact. And like, I understand in certain cases why, but you know, like that is something that like the fact that we knew the Imperial codes in Japan played such an important role in how we fought in the Pacific theater and, like, code breaking and, like, understanding each other and being able to coordinate across large bodies of, of you know, like, space is going to be hugely important. And I love mm-hmm. the idea that you're creating this, like, little kind of, like, hook where – and, and, again, there's an inherent, like, level of tension in it as well because we just received this SOS – holy fuck, I don't understand what this means. And then, you know, there's that tension building to like, we've got to crack it in time. We've got to understand it in time, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And it also opens up the field for like trying to flood the psychic waves essentially with useless crap. Like if you've got, you know, psychics constantly tossing out stuff about like, oh, what are my plans for dinner tonight? What's on my grocery list? When they're (laughs) like one sentence within all of that is like the actual plan that they're trying to, trying to communicate.
0: And it's hard to it's it's probably hard for everyone to decipher what's noise and what's
1: genuine, Mm -hmm. right, right. Mm. But also, like, limits the insane power level that we're dealing with. Yes, Um, this invasion force, even though they're working against each other in some cases. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a. I'm not sure how true this is, but uh, I had a friend of mine when I uh, a long time ago, who was telling me about. Uh, sitting on the wall in South Korea. Uh, he, he was in the military, obviously. And um, j- well, actually, not necessarily, obviously, but sitting on the wall. In Just some random Korea. guy in
2: there.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, he, he's sitting on the wall in the border between North and South Korea and like blasting Guns and Roses Welcome to the Jungle across And I imagine that there's probably some psychic equivalent of that, of like Mm -hmm. blasting or like trying to muddy the air, the psychic airwaves with just like noise and junk and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like constantly singing shitty pop songs to yourself mentally in order to, Mm -hmm. to fuck with the enemy psychics.
0: Oh, is there, maybe it's kind of a, a thing like, there are people who don't understand that they're psychic and they're unwittingly emitting these kind of psychic oh. thoughts out into the wave, yeah. into the
2: airwaves. I like that idea too. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're untrained, they're sort of amateurs and they don't quite realize like the power that they have.
1: Exactly, amateur sure radio people, A little CD uh, yeah. radio, whatever it is. That... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like you're just singing in the shower, but you're actually broadcasting it to the entire psychic network. <laughs> yeah. I could totally yep. see an adventure where it's like you've got a psychic who doesn't realize they're a psychic and like someone from the Bureau comes because they predict that something terrible is going to happen and involves this person. Mm-hmm. So they're like, get out of that shower. Put on this... um, put the, and then I have to hit you with this syringe. They're like, what? Because they have to give them a virus <laughs> to protect them. Yeah. And then they get all yeah. involved. It'll be mm-hmm. hilarious.
0: That, yeah, that's really interesting <laughs> yeah. too. I like that.
1: Yeah. So speaking of... We're trying to think about a character level. One thing about this, prom, this prompt that I think would be sharper is if we limit the scope of it because right Mm. now it's really talking about interplanetary like (laughs) the scope of it is interplanetary universal (laughs) right yeah and you've got like groups competing for multiple planets that can still be true but i think we should my tenant will be to narrow the scope of the story to a single planet and domination Mm. of the single planet Mm. across um you know multiple full factions and maybe to make it more interesting it's across maybe multiple eras So maybe there's like Mm -hmm. three errors in which they're competing in time over each other. Because when you're talking about like they said multiple planets, the fact that it's instantaneous can mean that it could be in the past or the future. Yeah. Because when you're talking Mm -hmm. about causality in this way, that doesn't make it, there's no distinction now. So it could be that these groups are competing from different time periods for the same world. That's actually, and that
0: is something that uh, Narogi wanted to talk about as well in the Tenet. So that's, I mean, that is adding like so many layers to this already 4d chessboard that we've got going on <laughs>
1: right and, yeah. and i
0: really appreciate i mean now it's a literal 4d chessboard because we're involving time mm-hmm. but still um i i do really love that i love that idea a lot like narrowing the focus also helps as well but i liked the i like the idea that we can also include you know multiple planets influence on this particular planet that's that's really mm-hmm. cool to me
1: yeah i mean if we if we narrow it too, like if we if we're not dealing with interstellar situation maybe we could do it within a solar system that's probably more reasonable but if that's we have to think about thinking, aliens yeah, yeah like if i think about aliens mm-hmm. that really complicates things like how do alien cultures factor in now there's a whole galaxy it's just too much right to really get into the psychic component of it so if we stick to that's we could say if we're talking about he doesn't want to have near light speed right you can still have Inter, inter, not interstellar, interplanetary travel within a solar system that mm-hmm. doesn't require near light travel. So, like Mars, yeah. the asteroid belt, right? And maybe like, are there's multiple planets at bay? It Could be Earth and multiple planets in our solar system, for example, over mm-hmm. multiple time periods. And perhaps they realize that later in the story, you know, like, fuck, it's not just we're not just competing with the psychics here. We're competing with their arrivals who are in the future and the past. You know, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and that's really, I mean. And then you're playing a long game in terms of how you fuck
1: with time as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is...
2: Yeah.
1: And I bet the Bureau is like, there was an agent who works at the Bureau and he's like, they come to this realization and then one of the Bureau agents says, yeah, I know that because I'm from the future. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I once again have to um, reference another book. Um, is I it by I've Octavia to- Butler? No, it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- d- false alarm on the bingo card, you <laughs>
2: um this one i think i brought it up before at some point on the podcast but it's called this is how you lose the time war by amal el matar max, max Gladstone. The podcast, yeah yeah and it's basically it follows two women or female entities on competing sides of a war that spans across time and space and it's like it's extremely abstract because they're they're constantly shifting through time and like They start off as enemies and kind of develop more of a relationship um, just through the messages that they leave for each other and um, almost like leaving traps for each other, but also like finding out the exact way to manipulate something that happened like thousands of years ago so that like by butterfly effect, something happens differently in present day. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that could be an interesting element at play if you've got like what what tiny little tweaks can you make to the past to affect the future?
0: And, and that's where I think Daniel's counterintelligence unit kind of comes into mm-hmm. play as well. And the more that I think about it, the more that I can't help but think that, you know, those they are absolutely psych- psychics in the future who are trying to manipulate the past. Like, that is mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that Daniel has the headcanon here, and that's fine.
1: But like, I can't no, I mean, help I don't, but think I don't, don't I, disagree with that. I imagine there would be, right? They're, oh, hell yeah. yeah yeah. yeah. There's right a spider time. at
0: There's a spider at the center of that web for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of spiders uh, and speaking of webs, I, I, you know, I was interested in this idea of, you know, like creating a cat and mouse game of uh, you know, having awareness, dampen your powers and lower your powers. But I wanted a way that you can come back as a spy I wanted there to be an, an opportunity for you to regain your powers as long as you were able to be smart and have a plan. And I looked at uh, the prompt again, surprisingly, and I saw that the reincarnation bit is actually kind of interesting. So when they say when Narogi says they can reincarnate at will, uh, I wanted there to be a method in which you could do that. And that was through the people who you have psychic openness with. So you can essentially bury their consciousness and then take over their brain. And that way you lose the tail from the other psychics. You can basically mind jump from body to body and inhabit Mm -hmm. these kind of people. But like the prompt also says, it's not like you can just do it to anyone. So you have to have a plan and people in place who, who trust you implicitly. You have to have networks set up where this has already been established, but I love the idea of just being able to hide once you've been found out and then come back stronger and like more dangerous than ever.
2: That's really cool. It makes me think of like the agents from the matrix, just like Mm -hmm. jumping around between bodies, except more, um, like they're doing it to people on their side this time,
0: and and way less obvious. Like you're you're, yeah, you're not going yeah. to change shape when you get a you know right. like swapped into. It's like nope. I just look and sound and am like this now.
1: You know, mm-hmm. this is very much like um, the the trick in everything, everywhere all at once. Like in that movie, the they act, what the protagonists can do is like tune into the abilities or skills of some another self of themselves in another mm-hmm. universe. So like. At one point, I think she needs to like not inhale this knockout gas, and so she tunes into a version of herself who was like an opera singer to be able to have the skill to breathe deeply and to hold oh, her breath the for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the lung capacity, mm-hmm. she doesn't for like a, for just for that moment, and so she doesn't physically change in any way. She just has that skill and knowledge mm-hmm. for that moment. We not get to see
0: that movie. It sounds yeah, so it incredible. It too.
2: Yeah, it's at yeah. first,
1: I for halfway. It's one of those movies where halfway through, I'm like, I don't know if I like this. And you're like, I really don't like this. This is stupid. Then when you get to like three quarters away, you're like, wait a minute, this might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, that's how it is.
0: Let, can, can I ask you if it was the the sausage finger world that lost you for a bit?
1: Yeah, it gets really weird in an over-the-top kind of goofy way sometimes. Mm. And, you know, because like, it's the guy who made the... What's that one with the zombie he carries around with Elijah Wood? Oh, um, um...
0: Swiss Army Man?
1: Yeah, he made the same one. So it's got that weird humor interjected. But then there's these moments of intense, like, loss and emotional weight that make also, up for it's, it. it.
2: it's not Elijah Wood. That's uh, Daniel Radcliffe.
1: Oh, yeah, they're all the same.
2: Yeah, they're like, right.
0: all awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's Daniel. It's Daniel Radcliffe, and who's isn't it Elijah Wood too?
2: No, uh, Paul Dano. Uh huh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, no, I like like, Paul Dano. Paul I always cool. get
1: them confused because they're both like little dwarf dudes. Hobbits, <laughs> but yeah, Daniel. Yeah, 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 Um. So, <laughs> so yeah. So like, it has that that kind of emotional roller coaster. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, really, I just want. I just want spies to be able to lose their tails once they've mm-hmm. you know yeah, like once they've cool been idea. found, basically. I mean imagine
1: interrogating someone and then you keep interrogating, and they're not the same person. Like cause you've got mm-hmm. exactly. that person's consciousness has left them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Totally uninterruptible agent. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that's probably gotta be what it is too. It's like those antibodies help that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Or or maybe they disrupt the oh, maybe that's another part of it. Maybe there's a way that, you know, like by taking those antibodies, they are essentially creating an anti-psychic field around them. So it's harder for those people to like escape through the psychic network, although that might be too effective and too powerful. So I'm not sure how I feel about that.
2: I was I was thinking like the equivalent of like a cyanide pill in the setting could be like a mass dose of the uh, antiviral or the vaccine or whatever that just shuts down like it protects them fully from psychics but it also destroys their own psychic ability in the process.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, that's that's interesting. I like mm. that. Uh yeah, because then what you do, right, is you like if you if you're captured and you're about to be interrogated, you just let the other consciousness take over and it's like I will, you know, like I would rather die than let all of this knowledge get gathered up and sent elsewhere. Mm.
1: Mhm.
0: Cool. I, I mean I love this I love I love what we've got going on here um, the more that I think about it the more that I have like a ton of ideas already but but before we get into our recap uh, and and go over our tenants again before we plow on, do we have any other questions about this setting first
2: hmm. Um, One image that came to mind, you mentioned something about like a spider and its web, and that made me start visualizing that entity that I mentioned at the center of the universe that's like the cause of all these uh, psychic links and that mind space, if you will, like Mm -hmm. if that is a spider, essentially that's like woven this web and that web is now breaking down because of the, the time travel effects.
0: I, yeah i like that you can mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I mean if we're using that metaphor literally mm-hmm. it's like watching those tachyonic phone calls go through is like snapping yeah. individual threads of a yeah. spider web i love yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah because
1: it's like and, it's, and i don't know maybe we don't know really how it functions but the mm-hmm. fact that though they go backwards in time these particles it like rips threads
2: and yeah. like mm-hmm. he's saying
1: and that's not a natural thing like maybe tachyonic yeah. particles are, can mm-hmm. only be artificially constructed
0: so with, with that being said, I, I just realized I have a question of my own. Um, what's to stop the future from bombarding the past with these tachyonic phone calls? Like, there's got to be a way that this is, like, taxing on the future itself, so it's not just an overwhelming bombardment, right?
1: So we have particles traveling backwards in time, and coming from the future. Um, and so you're, you're worrying, maybe, well, okay, maybe... It threatens them because this spider isn't only in the future, it is it's out of time. So mm-hmm. if you damage the past, you're also damaging their present.
2: Yeah, like stuff like reality itself maybe starts to break down if mm-hmm. you overuse it.
1: Mm. Like it's it's not just shredding the past, it's shredding the present as well. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's the, like the I, I just want the
0: tachyonic phone calls to really fucking matter. Like cost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah. gotta be a there's gotta be a great cost because otherwise it's like What's to stop someone from just giving them the sports almanac and completely changing the future? You know,
1: I, I think part of it goes back to what Courtney was saying about messaging being messed up. So I think these messages are incomplete and scrambled. So you might mm. get a message in the future that says like three o'clock, Weston Street. You know, mm. bird. Right. That's all you really have to work with, but it's crucial. Mm. And that to send that message alone had huge costs because maybe okay, maybe here's here's how we deal with the um the paradoxes that will arise from breaking causality with the very premise of the setting. I think what we can say is that the ripping of the spider webs is the paradoxes that are created mm-hmm. as a consequence of using the anti-telephone Ooh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. The psychic activity itself. Mm-hmm. I like that. But more more importantly, every time you turn on the anti-telephone, you create a paradox somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, yeah. Can Okay. Can we also, can we also maybe have it so like these phone calls when they hit the spider web, it, it kind of disrupts where that message is supposed to go. So yes. it's like you're kind of like throwing a dart and hoping mm-hmm. that it lands somewhere mm-hmm. in the general vicinity because then that phone call now becomes a very important thing that everyone wants because that information mm-hmm. could be incredibly important to have. Obviously, it's incredibly important to have. You're ripping the entire fucking space time continuum <laughs> to do it.
1: it. Yeah. So they've got to choose carefully, right? Like they they probably have a lot of assessment of what the best point in time to target is. And everything Mm -hmm. hinges on sending that to the general vicinity, getting the agents in place to receive the message. So that way the person in the shower happens to be near where that (laughs) is. And they need that Mm -hmm. person to get out of the shower, go down the street, get hit by a car in order for it all to fall in place.
2: And
0: and, and, okay. So not only is this an inelegant way to like send messages back into the past but let's say that they don't have a, a a great aim in terms of geography and in time so there could be like oh my okay, god yes it's supposed to be here but like you don't know which Wait, day it might be ten minutes off there. Oh, yeah <laughs> or ten days. minutes or ten years right <laughs> like that's that's the thing that could be really fun to deal with as well
1: I I, mm-hmm. I hope that it's like within a range to be usable so I'd say like yeah you know maybe not ten years maybe like it could be three. within days hours you know
2: mm-hmm. otherwise it's too can, act, can it's we
1: do
0: can we do like at, up to a year at least because I think that'd be kind of fun. Like to watch these agents who are like, we've been here a year or like we've been here for three months, but it's like a boring day in the life of these agents, you know?
2: Maybe they
1: know it's a particular date.
2: Yeah, maybe that's part of the degradation that's happening is like over oh. time it's become less accurate because the, the Ooh, web is yes. getting more frayed and it can't like, like grip onto things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, fucking nailed I- it.
1: <laughs> you could say it's like we know it's April fifth, but we don't know if it's April fifth this year or next year because mm-hmm, of the yeah. activation. For example,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, just because
1: like if it's if it's too broad, you can't have like a really targeted action, a scene. Right. You know what I mean? That's not, that's what I'm worried about.
0: No, that's great. That's yeah. really great yeah. um, because I mean because the first message that goes through it establishes this kind of anti mm-hmm. uh, spy network, right? And then from Mm -hmm. there, each message gets more and more jumbled. And so it becomes Mm -hmm. more and more, there's more and more of a conflict that happens, you know? Yeah. Like there is probably the first message is probably the one that creates the biggest ripple in the world itself because it's like, oh fuck, they're exposing psychics for real, real, you know? And then Mm -hmm. after that, it's like each message becomes a little bit less useful.
1: How do we counterbalance that versus the psychics kind of? being able to do this without consequence?
0: Um, well, they can't. They, what do you mean? Because the, the that's why I added the limiter in that they can't be known. They have to like a- operate in the shadows.
1: Sure. But I mean, like they can, they can send messages essentially from the future or past. It will like, and there's no consequence there, other than the fact that they have to do it secretly. Is there any risk for them in communicating across temporal lines? Basically.
0: Well, wait, can can the psychics communicate across time?
1: Yeah, right. Like they can they can be and they can essentially possess people, too. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. they can possess people. I I don't remember communicating across time, though. I, I imagine that, like, if you want to travel to the future, you have to live out the lifetimes by going from person to person.
1: Well, what I, what we established earlier is that from a causal perspective, there's no difference between traveling to another planet and traveling to another planet in the past. Because once you're traveling fa- instantaneously, there, it doesn't matter. You can travel to the past or future automatically. Mm-hmm. Like by virtue of that.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. You, you lost me a little bit there. What you, so what you so
1: basically, if, if you can go anywhere instantaneously, from a science perspective, you can go to the past. I see. Yeah. So it's like... You, you- see.
2: If you can send a message to the past, you can also like communicate directly, like in quote unquote real time with somebody there.
0: Yeah. So, for example, if you set up a thrall that you want to psychically link to, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter. Like, it could happen like 50 years in the past, but you can just go yeah.
1: back to that point in the past. Yeah, because it doesn't matter to you. Like, distance and distance and space, like they're 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 irrelevant. They're the same thing when you can travel instantaneously. From your perspective mm-hmm. so i'm wondering then if that's the case for them like what's their limitation like i know they have other limitations once they're there but like is is there are they maybe maybe the risk could be like uh because maybe they're using the spider in some way to do this and the, the risk mm-hmm. is interacting with it directly like madness or chaos yeah there we go. i was gonna yeah.
2: bring that up yeah as like what they're doing is like rippling on the spider's web and when a web ripples oh. a spider is attracted oh, yeah. to that yeah so maybe the more them. they do it it the closer it gets and yeah oh i like it's that. like a a looming like entity that's at, that's out there that i don't know mm. what it does once it finds people but i'm guessing it's probably not pleasant
0: i like the idea that if this thing even turns its eye towards you that's a mm. really bad day yeah. That's a good limitation because yeah. now
1: this the psychic has to be really careful because they're also being careful about what what they do across timeline, you know, mm-hmm. or location. Yeah, I mean, they could go to. It's probably less risky for them to travel. Let's say to teleport. to send messages to Mars, right, psychically, than it is to send messages to Earth in 1975, right? Because that's a far mm-hmm. greater distance than Mars. Yeah.
0: That's great. Uh, yeah. I love this. I love this so goddamn much. Okay. Uh, Any other questions before the recap?
1: Mm -hmm. Me.
0: Good. So, uh, Daniel, your first uh, tenant, can you remind us what it is?
1: There is a bureau with a tachyonic anti-telephone at their disposal.
0: And I feel like we've very much built that up. I think that's
1: integral to this setting. Uh So, yeah, that's
0: well established. (laughs) Courtney, what was your first tenant?
2: Uh, Mine is that the psychic subspace is the result of some sort of invisible growth that stems from a mysterious entity at the center of the universe, but something has happened to cause it to start dying or warping. It is, it is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, very, I think we got very that very down well with the spider web and all that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, by the way, I like the idea that it's colloquially known as a spider, but it's probably mm. not actually a fucking spider.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, it's for probably something that you can't even like imagine. It's like yes. a, an eldritch thing. It's like a five dimensional like right. monster,
0: but not five. Di- not like eldritch in like the lame Cthulhu way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just five
1: dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not even be bad. Like it's just oh, it's just oh, it's just yeah, yeah, for so. sure. I'd be holding it because it's 17 dimensional, like warps your mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like we cannot comprehend. So it's like, ow, 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 you know, just like recognizing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, my first tenet was uh, twofold. I wanted a genuine uh, focus on espionage and politicking. Uh, but more than that, I also wanted to add a limit to psychical powers, which is, you become weaker as the more people know about you as a psychic.
1: So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's played a part. I, I don't think that we need to really d- deep
1: dive into that so much. Right. I think that was central too to how it functions on the ground, which I think was really important. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. I really like the idea too. Like, and what was the, what was the show you had me watch? Um, Courtney, who did someone had Region. me watch the boys?
2: Uh, the oh, boys. The boys? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember there's that one psychic can blow people's heads up. Um, and I won't spoil it, mm. but she's like or he. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they spoilers, well,
2: Daniel. They
1: they, um, they they can't be detected. <laughs> if you detect them, it's all over. And, that, and they you know they're trying to, trying to make things you know secret. So it's sort of sort of similar. Mm. Once once you're, they're detected, it's all over for them. Yeah, literally. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I think that works really well too. Okay, uh, Daniel, your second tenant,
1: trying to limit the scope to a single non-alien setting so it's smaller narratively yeah and
0: you say that you limited the scope but then you broadened it again by adding like time and stuff like that into it so
1: yeah, yeah i'm just worried about alien civilizations i want to keep them out of that you know <laughs> that was my main thing
0: mm. yeah
1: <laughs> keep your tentacles off my planet you damn alien right. <laughs> get back to your planet
0: <laughs> uh daniel space xenophobe over here okay.
1: yeah um, super xenophobic
0: yeah I, I think that we've established that pretty well in the setting as well so that's good uh courtney your second tenet
2: mine was that uh psychics can communicate but they won't necessarily understand each oh, right. other yeah. and there's an element of like code breaking and interference involved in the whole process
0: yep and I, a, another thing that i think that we've nailed so far absolutely mm, agreed uh so my second tenet was the reincarnation thing where people are allowed the the way that people reincarnate is not through like hey i'm birthed as a new baby it's like no you have to have what is essentially a thrall who allows Mm -hmm. you to kind of come in and like oppress your consciousness and then they take over your body like the psychic takes over their body you know that kind of thing
1: right yeah that was kind of the um that's why i talked about everything all everywhere at once
0: yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and again I wanted to emphasize that the reason that they that, that I wanted this is to allow them or to allow spies to be found out but then have a way
2: mm-hmm. back
0: or a way to kind of regain their power once they've been found out once.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean it's a perfect way to create a nemesis, a long term nemesis, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so recap's over. Now let's roll the twist. All right, and our twist this time is everything has a scientific explanation um i I feel like we're pretty well grounded in science right now, but maybe we're not daniel daniel <laughs> where where can we add in science everything has a scientific explanation?
1: Well, we don't have really an explanation for what the spider creature is, other mm. if once we're going with it, it's just a higher dimensional being. Um, we don't really know how the psychic powers work. Um, and what else do we not really know about? Um, we kind of sidestep the problem with traveling faster than light by saying there certainly are paradoxes happening and it's bad. <laughs> There's that.
2: <laughs> okay. um,
1: another issue that could arise from having instantaneous travel, the sort we have is that if you, if you take certain paths in space, the paradox would be too immediate to violate causality so like, think like, you know, I'm throwing a baseball bat at someone, throwing a baseball at someone, you know, and I'm, and there's faster than the light stuff involved. You can create situations where it's like, I'm hit by the baseball before I've it. And then mm-hmm. the actors involved will get fucked up. So then how do you resolve that? So I'm thinking maybe you can get around that by saying the kind of changes that you can, or the kind of communication you can do has to follow a certain trajectory such that the paradoxes created aren't in the immediate vicinity of the thing you're doing.
0: Okay. okay. So how does, yeah. how does that translate exactly?
1: So like, let's say, you know, you know, you need to prevent this assassination for the from this politician to stop something else from happening. And but if you do it like directly, like if you, if the things you do are like within the same space, like the the acts you have to take, um, then that would create an immediate paradox that I guess you'd be a part of. So maybe the trajectory of your actions needs to be wider. So like you have to make mm. actions that ripple to that result ultimately, that way, the paradoxes are adjacent to you. So mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of like what Courtney was saying with this is how you lose the time war.
1: Yeah, so it's like you have to take a far more convoluted path to getting what you want. <laughs> yeah.
2: I kind of like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I can, I mean, it, it it adds a generational aspect to the setting that I think Narogi was interested in mm-hmm. and is something that we really haven't touched on very much, but I do think that it works really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, the psychic thing is probably the big one, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, what does, what does that do? Like, is that like, is the psychical thing is one explanation just, well, Well, this probably wouldn't work necessarily, but is it possible that those people are able to see or experience another dimension? Does that work, Daniel? Does that work that way? I literally don't know. <laughs>
1: I mean, so like dimensions, as far as I understand, and in, in like science land is really just extra ways to move through space, probably the simplest right. way to say that. So like, you know, I'm in three dimensions, we have certain kind of directions we can go plus time, which is the fourth one. So right. a fifth dimension be some other way to move. So it's yeah, so that could be feasible. We could say, for example, that consciousness is actually an extra dimensional phenomenon. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that living, these particular people are are directly aware of that and able to use it in some way. And so, if if my consciousness is, is extra dimensional, then I, maybe I can act or do things in in higher dimensions, which allow me to do things across time since space time is a dimension of space.
0: And vice versa. And it, so it would maybe potentially work. Is what you're saying? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: Great. Enough, and, and yeah. Technobabble. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm all <laughs> for techno babble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. <laughs>
2: all right cool maybe like the the reason why certain people like only certain people have those powers or that ability to kind of interact with that different plane or dimension maybe has something to do with how the spider was moving along its web in the universe at that time and they were like touched by it at some point i like that and and that very brief contact gave them that insight it like opened their third eye if you will
1: Oh, that's neat! It altered their very physiology, such mm-hmm. that they're able to be interfaced to understand that their consciousness is higher dimensional. Because we don't really yeah, understand yeah. what consciousness is, right. so that's a possible explanation, yeah. you know.
0: Right, and and there's always the um, the the very commonly misunderstood pineal gland as well, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it tickles
1: their pineal gland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy that like, oh, um, what is it? Fluoride in the water is like calcifies the pineal gland and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, it, it's oh. it's all over conspiratorial thoughts. So well, well,
2: that's something. something. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, I mean, we could make conspiracies real uh, <laughs> by adding something like that, where it's like, Yeah, no, it does in fact calcify your pineal gland, and that is a future, you know, like (laughs) thought crime that's being Yeah, a realization.
1: I mean it would be kind of goofy and fun. And maybe it literally doesn't mean that, but that's how they refer to it, you know? Like maybe they refer to your psychical connection between your the the your lesser three dimensional four dimensional body and your psychical consciousness as the pineal gland, even though it really isn't.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, we just call it that. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's just what we <laughs> call it. And like it's the calcification, quote unquote, is being overstressed from the, the protective drug. Or um, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that totally mm-hmm. works. That's Look right. at that. We fucking nailed it. We cr- yeah. Fuck you, twist. We don't even need you. It's cool. <laughs> we got it. All right. Um, all right. And and uh finally, I guess we have to we have to figure out a uh, a. a faction that we're creating here Mm -hmm. um what what is one element that you'd like to focus on and then each of us will say one element and then we'll create a faction based on those elements that we find intriguing so daniel why don't you have courtney start us off first
2: (laughs) (laughs) courtney (laughs) thank Thank you thank you daniel thank you um I'm I'm interested more in these people who like don't quite realize the power that they have mm. and I kind of want to explore them some more.
0: The dampened or the calcified ones. Mm, mm. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Daniel.
1: So these would be people who are now cut off from their hyper awareness. So I'm going to say they develop some other ability as a result mm-hmm.
2: of it. Mm.
0: Okay. And uh, for me, one thing that I'm really interested in is a cat and mouse game. So I'm going to say that these people are constantly hunted by others, uh, whether they know it or not.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And that makes me valuable for that particular ability they have.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So. Uh, what are we? What are we doing with these people? Like, how? What kind of? How? How are they a cohesive faction, if they're like kind of unknown or unknown?
1: I guess.
2: Maybe we're focusing on a group that's seeking these people out for some particular reason. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. A special, a special um, part of the bureau,
2: or like an independent agency or group. <gasps> yeah.
1: Like Sci Hunter, random rebel, or random yeah. street vigilantes.
2: Could be that, yeah.
0: Yes, I love this.
1: Maybe they're like a group that they're a motley group. Some of them, one ex-agent, ex-psychic, and, yep. and they're they're trying to get these people because they need them for some good purpose. I would say, y'all they're fucking yeah.
0: bounty hunters. Yeah. That's what they are.
1: They oh, they, you you want them to be bad?
0: No, no, no. Wait, who said oh. bounty hunters were bad? No, <laughs> they're they're like mercenary in in what they do. They're like we are trained to find and and capture these people and give them to whichever other organization wants or is willing to pay for them. And that's good in your eyes. (laughs) I didn't say that. Did I? I'm I'm Hmm.
1: asking you, are these good guys or are they bad guys? Yes,
0: they are both because, okay. Okay. If you want to play this fucking game, you piece (laughs) of shit, (laughs) then then what we can do is if they want to be more good guys, then they're Uh hunting, Uh, Psychics who are using their powers for evil. And maybe occasionally they find people who are just good people. like We could do both ways. I'm just what I'm trying to say
1: here. Well, so we know the psychics are ones who've lost their powers, right? There's calcified pineal glands. That's the ones they're hunting. Sure. Okay. So, and do we want them to be just handing them over to whatever organization is paying the highest price? Because that's a different mood than, say, people who are united for a particular purpose.
0: Uh, I mean, what do you find more interesting?
1: I'm more interested in having some kind of goal for them. I don't really care if they're bad okay. or good, but if, mm. if they're just kind of like acting on the highest bidder, I don't know if I can root for them necessarily.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, suggestions then.
1: Hmm. Well, who do we want them to be serving if they are kind of mercenaries in a sense? The psychics or the Bureau?
0: See, that's why I'm, that's why I think it'd be interesting to have them be in between so you can explore mm-hmm. both sides and like,
1: oh, they don't trust. Maybe they don't trust either of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah it could be. That OK, idea. Yeah.
1: OK, so maybe then. OK, so if, they're not, if they don't trust either of them, what would be the reasons why they don't trust them or like the either faction?
0: Uh, maybe they were both on each of the factions at one point, or they were like, uh, you, like you were saying is that they're made yeah. up of people who
1: are ex both of those parts. Mm-hmm. They know it's they've, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. They've seen too much and they understand too much behind the scenes.
1: So could they be, okay. So I'm coming back to where you were. Cause I want, I like the spirit of them being kind of like rebellious and kind of like, what do you call them? Like mavericky, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to tear both of them down. And these, these, calcified psychics are the key to doing that
2: oh uh, they're gonna make like a psychic bomb out of a crap load of psychics yeah. or something maybe I don't know
1: <laughs> Ooh,
0: they want to stop the ability of, okay I don't know if this is gonna be possible but they want the the past to stay the past in the future mm-hmm. to stay the future they oh, want to create yeah. a clear delineation between time
1: mm-hmm.
0: as much as they possibly oh, can they want
1: to calcify the spider
0: mm. they other agents oh is that the name of their organization? Just spider?
1: Yeah, they're trying to calcify the spider. They're making it a mega particle.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, fuck it. I'm okay. done with that. Yeah.
1: So they think that whatever calcification happens to these psychics, they think they can amplify that and apply it to the entire psychic network.
2: And just like nullify everything almost. Yeah. Damn. They're basically the
1: boys then.
0: <laughs> okay, so so these are definitely like villains then, the way that I see it, right?
1: I guess from a certain perspective. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends
2: on how you look at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Uh,
1: I'm getting I, I think, See, this, now yeah. I can get behind that because I can totally get behind that because now they've got... I feel like they're, like, they might be evil, but they're, like, focused on something, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's neat. It could also
2: be that, like, within their respective factions before they formed this one, they saw that, like... There was so much damage being done to the web that mm-hmm. the only way to stop all of these paradoxes from forming and basically the universe collapsing was to just, like, hit the abort button and yes. cancel all of it. Otherwise, like, neither side was going to stop at any point. It's like a mutually mm-hmm. assured destruction kind of yeah. thing. So I'm they guessing. realized, like, in order to nullify that, they just have to completely get rid of that power entirely. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's war games. It's like the only way to play. The only way to win is to not play.
1: Do they collect pineal glands?
0: <laughs> okay, now we're getting to some gruesome trophy shit.
1: Here. <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe you could take it out without killing the person. Calcified piece. Hmm. And it contains the components they need to build their mega particle. <laughs>
0: know about this one daniel this one's, this one's a little gruesome
1: now omega particle this is a reference to the sh- one of the shittier star treks uh, voyager
0: i know nothing to be
1: clear the omega particle in voyager is a particle that if if you've tampered with can destroy warp corridors which makes travel through space impossible so Ooh. it's akin to our spider being destroyed
0: <laughs> uh how about okay i don't think that there's any possible way that it can be destroyed by us I think that maybe just our communication is
1: disrupted. Maybe our star our star system, it would ruin the pieces of the spider there.
2: Mm. And ensure like yeah. that survival, but still kind of leaves the rest of the universe up in the air. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we can't mm. we don't have faster than light travel, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Right,
2: yeah. So it's just yeah. like protecting as much as you can reasonably. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or even we can even narrow it to just the Earth. Like if you block, if you fuck it up around the Earth, mm-hmm. I mean sure they can go to other planets, but like they can't use their powers to travel around the Earth anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what does a mission from these folks look like? I mean they're hunting people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the what's the kind of quest that we're looking at here? Because
2: we're just harvesting adrenochrome from babies or something. We're
1: going to an orphanage, and we're going to find a young. Orphan with a calcified uh um what do you call it? Calcified no, thingamajig. God. Yeah, thingamajig.
2: Rip it out of their skull and rip it out
1: <laughs> and then eat it. God. Like that's how it works. No, I think I think if we zoom zoom in, right, like, right. So like instead of focusing on the bomb, maybe we focus on like a mission they have to undertake against one to find one particular calcified eight uh psychic. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm flipping the script. And the adventure that I want to run is you are a group of office workers and your building is suddenly assaulted by this group of like in, like crazy looking mercenary psychics and no one knows what they're after and none of you know who the psychic is, right? So it's like this kind of like, what are they that. after?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the adventure is really these office people because I love – if can, yes. it, can it be the office people like dealing with the situation? Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're
0: not mm-hmm. – they like th- these are – like the, the faction that we made are the antagonists and oh, the, nice. the protagonists are just random people who are like, we got to get out of here. We got to survive and like none of them know what the deal is. But then and- –
1: the psychic is the one who helps them, right? Like, because he's the one who has the calcified organ,
0: right? And then that mm-hmm. that awakens the, their psychic ability, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Or the others, their other ability, yeah.
2: I feel right, like we just but... made like Die Hard, but with psychics. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Well, th- I think that sounds fun as fuck. I'd play that in a heartbeat. Yeah,
1: and then yeah. like I, 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 we we never really defend side of what their other ability is. I don't think we oh, have right, to, right. but it yeah. should be something that's n- the different than psychic ability. Maybe they, maybe they have the thing that's forbidden by the premise, which is so like it's forbidden by the premise to manifest your powers in a visual or physical physical way. Maybe that's what they can do, mm-hmm. but it's very destructive uh, or dangerous to use.
2: So like teleportation or, yeah. or that sort of thing. I gotcha. That's the only way
1: they stand a chance against this insane mercenary group.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like, but, but then, but then, if if psychic powers are based on whether or not you know them, so you basically have to hide that you have pyrokinesis, right? Yes, exactly. And how do you I mean, maybe they
1: that? can't control it very well? That's why, because she, the psychic in your, in your office setting, she deliberately became an accountant to live this boring existence, yeah, <laughs> to keep her powers under wraps,
0: right? And so, okay, and, and so that's like a sub game for that character is. You can Uh use your powers, but you can't let anyone know that you have them.
1: Yes. (laughs) And they're very flashy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's fun Uh, as fuck. Absolutely. That's amazing. Okay,
1: great. Uh,
0: All right. So this was our first time doing this particular type of setting in one shot. So thank you all for rolling with the punches with us. And please let us know what you think about this shift. I know that it's fairly sudden, and I know that these are big changes. So we want to hear from you guys. If you'd rather we just take longer to go through these prompts and have the, the two episodes per setting, let us know. Go to our Discord, email us, go to our website, and get in contact with us in any way you think is possible and let us know what's going on, how you think about this new shift. So yeah, let us know. Go to our website worldbuildwithus.com, where you can you know also submit a prompt while you're there. You know, I, I, it's been very popular lately. Um, or you can follow us on social media, tweet at us over at let's world build. Come join our Discord, chat with us. Please, we want to hear your feedback about this change, uh, or just in general. Like we're we're a very chill, cool community. Like come hang out with us anytime. And of course, if you want to give money to us because you think we're doing a good job, or if you're just feeling particularly generous, go over to our Patreon with a link for that in the description as well. That's going to do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that we love you very much. And we're going to get through this together until next week.